What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and I am here to review Looper, which, in all honesty, this was a movie that got put on, on a vote through our Discord channel, which you can go to, uh, by or you can gain access to by going to patreon.com slash 2game, supporting us at any of those tiers, and then you get access to our Discord channel, which is... In return, you get to vote on all the content that we do each and every week. It's very rare that I actually get to pick and choose what we talk about every week. Uh, yes, I have my recommendations on what I would prefer, but typically people just vote. And, I mean, yes, I also do put out stuff that I want to talk about, and they just vote for it. But it is what it is, guys. Patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number two. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters. Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, Michael King, uh, Christina Lambeau, Casey Pye, Brian slash Corey Costa. Uh, shout out to y'all. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, they we, I put up this for a vote on our Discord channel. And they were like, well, if you've never watched this movie, you need to review that. Well, I was under the impression that I had never like fully seen this movie. I remember renting it back when it first came out, and I, I don't even remember what I was doing at the time, but I wasn't really paying attention to the movie whatsoever. So, for the most part, I thought I hadn't seen this. But I have I I remember probably 40-50% of this movie, especially the the back end of the movie. Once he gets to the uh to the farm is when I remember that entire movie. Everything before that, do not remember it. So I actually, uh, I remember more than I thought I did uh, about the movie. So regardless, it was a good opportunity to, to be able to watch this movie from beginning to end. And uh, I, I got a review for you guys. So let's go ahead and jump into it for Looper. Uh, in 2074, when the mob wants to get rid of someone, the target is sent into the past where a hired gun awaits someone like Joe, who one day learns the mob wants to, quote-unquote, close the loop by sending back Joe's future self for assassination. This movie was directed by Ryan Johnson, who, uh, I, I guess in nerdom is is panned. Like, people, you either like him or you don't. Uh, he has directed Knives Out, which was a really great movie, but then he directed The Last Jedi... And that is one of the most divisive movies, Star Wars movies, of all time. Like, you either like it or you don't kind of movie. This movie had a budget of $30 million, and it grossed $176.5 million. It stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Bruce Willis, and Emily Blunt. It has a runtime of 1 hour and 59 minutes, and it was released September 28, 2012. I have two fun facts for you. Uh, Emily Blunt revealed that she agreed to star in the movie after reading only half the script, and she didn't even know what character she was going to play. Uh, and then the screenplay for this film was featured in the 2010 Blacklist, which is the most liked unmade scripts of the year. So going into this movie, I, I did not watch any trailers. I didn't look at who was in the movie other than Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. I didn't know who was in this movie whatsoever. So going into this movie, I expected some decent action, a, a a good story. I wasn't expecting too much, okay? I was just expecting just to be along for the ride. I wasn't expecting a 
a uh, best movie of all time, best sci-fi movie of all time, nothing, nothing like that. So my my expectations were not too crazy. And I gotta say, like this is a great movie, guys. Like if you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend going to check it out. If you're a fan of sci-fi movies, if you're a fan of like Back to the Future, uh, The Terminator, anything like that, I think this is right up that right up your alley. Honestly, this was a great movie. I thought the story was really great. It was the thing that really kept me invested in the movie. And if there was anything that was better than the story, it was the characters. I think the characters were written very well. Even some of the characters that came in for like, I don't know, for like a scene or two, I thought they were done really well. Like the guy that came to the farm to try to find uh, find Joe, and he ended up getting uh, Professor X in the in the fucking ceiling, you know, from uh, the Last Stand. Like even he was, he was pretty cool. Like I actually liked him as a character. All these characters had some different personalities. They were they were great. They were written very well, and they were acted very well. On top of that, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt put on a great great performance. Bruce Willis, he was his fucking self. I mean, is he anything else other than himself nowadays? Uh, Emily Blunt, I thought put on a fantastic performance. Uh, it's just they did such a great job of making you care for. All of these characters. And going into this movie, I th- I honestly thought the movie was going to be a, oh, he's going to try to kill his f- his future self at the very beginning, and then they're going to kind of join forces and take down the bad guys at the end. And it's actually not like that at all. Like, Bruce Willis is the bad guy in this movie. It's kind of, it's kind of a uh, refreshing take on the genre, I guess. It, it feels it feels different, and I think that's why I like it so much because you go into it with these expectations of what the story is going to be like, and they kind of flip it, and I, I really do like that. And I that might be a Ryan Johnson thing, honestly, where he, he feels like, oh, you expect this, and then he just twists it and does something different. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. The Last Jedi is one of those instances where it doesn't really work. But I, I really did care for the characters in this, and, you know, when they were in su- tough situations, I felt that tension because I actually cared about them. Uh, the action was, was I'm not going to say great. It was good. It was serviceable to the story. It was nothing amazing. It was nothing that is going to stand out or be like, oh, these are some of the best action scenes of all time. Or, hey, you should go check out this movie for such and such particular action sequence. There's nothing like that in this movie. But overall... I, I love the movie. I really did. I, it was a great watch. Now, I have one complaint of the movie, and it is honestly what holds it back for me from being a 4.5 or even a 5. And that is the pacing. The pacing is off. The movie feels feels really slow to me. But, but, I'm going to uh, bounce off of that with this. I was never bored with the movie either. I I cared for the characters. I was invested in the story. Uh, All of that kept me invested. It kept me interested in the story, uh, in this movie. But I did notice that it felt slow. It it was to the point where I was looking down at my watch, not because I was bored, but because I was like, well, shit, there's only going to be like 20 minutes left in this movie, right? Hell no, there's not. There's, There's a damn hour left. So... The, the pacing does feel slow, but it's not to the point where the movie feels feels boring or uninteresting. It's it's 
the exact opposite, actually. But I do wish that the pacing would be a little bit better. I, I don't know how they fixed that, uh, but it, it the movie overall felt slow to me. But the, the star of the movie are the performances and the actual written characters. The story's good, but honestly, what, what was there for me was was the interactions between the characters and how they developed over the course of the whole movie. That was what kept me invested in the movie. That's what kept me going from scene to scene were the characters. Now, just talking about some of the individual performances, Paul Dano was in this movie. Did not know that until he showed up. That dude is great in everything. He is literally in this movie for like five, ten minutes. But he does such a great job in this movie it's hard not to love that dude as an actor. He is such an underrated actor, and I can't say enough good things about it. Today is March 7th. It's Monday. Tomorrow on the 8th, we are going as a group from our Patreon. I they, they got tickets through their Patreon subscription to go see The Batman, so we're all meeting up to to go do that as a group. So And Paul Dano is the Riddler in that movie. So excited to see him in that movie as that, because he was so great in Prisoners. At, with his performance, he's such an underrated actor. And uh, There Will Be Blood, fantastic performance in there as well. Just, again, underrated, super, super underrated actor. I highly recommend going check out uh, There Will Be Blood because, he, like I said, he did a great job in that movie. But Paul Dano, great performance in this movie. Emily Blunt, I thought she had this emotional, caring performance. Like, she, there was a little scene where she had where she, she was crying and guys, it did not look like acting to me. It looked legit like she was crying. And it looked real and legit. And to me, that is that is some great acting right there. When you can kind of... I can't even figure out if, if it was acting or not, honestly. So to me, that performance was great. I thought she brought a lot of, a lot of personality to that role. Uh, so she was definitely one of the standouts. I was not expecting her in this movie once it got to the farm. She showed up and I was like, oh... Oh wow! Was did not know that she was in this movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, obviously he's the star of the movie, and I think he's another uh, underrated actor uh, in Hollywood right now. And I don't think a lot of people, when they think of great actors, he never really comes up. So I, I think he's underrated. I, I really do. He was great in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, what is that? The Fifty Fifty movie that he was in. I remember him being good in that. And I want to say, was he in? Inception. He, he was really great in that movie. So, I mean, just he's he's great in just about every movie that he's in. So, very, very underrated actor. Bruce Willis, was this his last good movie that he was in? And for those people that say, well, no, he was in A Good Day to Die Hard. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Not a good movie. By the way, you can go check out that review because we've already reviewed that movie. Uh, not a good movie. I, I, I don't know what his movies are. I, I don't have them in front of me. But I would argue this is probably his last good movie that he was in. But to be fair, he is not good in this movie. Uh, I, I think he's just Bruce Willis in this. He doesn't put a forth a, a whole lot of effort. And that's kind of the biggest issue with Bruce Willis to begin with. He just phones in all of his performances. It's kind of, kind of just sad, honestly, when you watch him as an actor now. Back then, guys, back in the 90s, he, he was such a great actor. Early 2000s, great actor. But now it's just like, he just phones it in. He just collects a paycheck, basically. Uh, and those are, the, those are the, the big names from the movie. But like I said, everybody else, 
fantastic. Bruce Willis was definitely the uh, the least exciting, least best, I guess, uh, when it comes to performances among the actors and actresses. So yeah, I, I for the most part I liked them all. For a movie that deals with the future and past self, there's not a whole lot of interaction between the future and past self. There's basically two scenes, if I'm not mistaken, where Bruce Willis and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt are in the uh, in the diner. Great scene, by the way. I love the banter between both of them. Uh, that was a really really great scene. It was one of the best scenes in the movie. And then you have the ending of the movie where he's trying to kill, where, where Joe is trying to kill, well, let me rephrase that, future Joe is trying to kill the kid. Uh, I think that was some emotional sequences right there. I thought they I thought they played that off pretty, pretty well. Uh, I thought that the ending decision for him to kill himself to save the little boy, I thought was was unique. I, I, not unique, but I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great way to end the movie and uh, I appreciated that they didn't just save the day by killing the bad guy kind of thing. You know, they kind of took a little twist right there at the end. Uh, but I will say this about the ending. I wish there was a little bit more of an emotional connection between uh, between Sarah and Joe at the very end. Because he basically kills himself. And then she's like, let's go, Sid. And she goes back to the house and like tucks him in, cleans him up and whatnot. And then she goes back to the body. And she just rubs her hair, her hand through his hair, and that's the end of the movie. I wish there was a little bit more emotion there. Like, maybe she would have been more upset. Because there was definitely a connection between them two in this movie. I mean, they banged, for one. So, there's got to be some kind of emotional slash physical connection there. And the fact that he just, you know, sacrificed himself to save your kid. I mean, you can't, like, shed a tier or two for the dude I mean come on so that's probably my second biggest complaint of the movie I just wish there was a bit bit more emotion uh on that final sequence in the movie but overall love the movie I think it's worth watching I watched it on Netflix and it is like I said two hours long I, I highly recommend going check it out especially if and again if you're a fan of back to the future the time traveling movies the time traveling action movies then I think you're gonna be right at home with this. Uh, the The movie kind of changes its story the way it, it flows. Like your expectations of what the story is gonna be changes multiple times throughout the movie. Uh, like I, I want to say, when I started watching the movie, I thought I was gonna start one way, and it completely ended a different way. So I, I think it's it's unique in that in that sense. But definitely go check it out on Netflix. I give it four stars. Uh, is this movie worth buying? And that's going to be the thing. Uh, obviously, you can check it on Netflix if you have a subscription or somebody else's subscription. I think if you're going to buy this movie, uh, eight, eight, nine dollars, I, I think it would be perfect for this movie. And it's been out for several years now, ten years, something like that. So yeah, eight, nine dollars max for this movie. Uh, you start getting the ten dollars. It that's the issue. Is it worth ten dollars? Yes, this movie is one hundred percent worth ten dollars to go buy and watch. But, like I said, it's been 10 years since it came out. So, to me, it should be less than $10. Just in terms of how long it's been out. But $8, $9, if you can get it around there, uh, I think that would be perfect. Uh, but that's going to be it for my review of Looper. I appreciate y'all joining me for this review. Uh, if you've watched it, uh, please let me know. You can send me an email, 2 at gmail.com. 
or you can go to our Facebook, or you can support us by going to patreon.com slash two game and then getting access to our Discord channel where you can then uh, comment on this movie. Uh, but yeah, let me know what y'all think about it, and I will catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters.